Hello, I am Jennifer Lynn Purcell, aka Evertunia Butterfly, bringing to you a living with an invisible learning challenge where we will discuss the challenges and triumphs of those with NLD. I don't know if you're a new listener or not, but I would like to share with you where I get most of my articles for this podcast. I've recently learned about a nonprofit that I would really like to help. It's the NVLD Project. In addition to doing research on NVLD and working to get it back on the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, that is the DSM, they provide support groups for those with NVLD. You can find the NVLD Project at www.nvld.org. All proceeds from this podcast and the ads will go towards the NVLD Project. I will include the link for this in the description of the podcast. Please go to livingwithnld.com to learn more about my podcast. Also, I would like to announce that I now have created a YouTube channel for this podcast. I will post the link for this in the description for you. These next few episodes will be about the challenges I and others with NLD often experience in social settings. In today's podcast, we'll discuss how the challenges of reading social cues can make it difficult to make friends. In Making Friends by Nicholas, an article from the NVLD Project, he says that this is his third post and he'd like to say that's a good thing. I'm figuring it out, but writing this one left him more confused than ever. He has two brothers and two sisters and a new job, so 2019 should be fun, end quote. According to Nicholas, it was always hard for him to make friends. Quote, one of the most perplexing things for me about having NLD is trying to navigate the subtleties of making friends. The question of whether someone is being friendly versus trying to be my friend is something I've struggled with my whole life, and it's only getting harder as the world develops a more casual, laid-back attitude towards each other. So I thought I'd write about it, which is something people with NLD need. In order to help myself work through it and find some similarities between me and my already established friendships, end quote. Another difficulty Nicholas indicated in his article was his shyness, which is something I can also relate to. I too feel shy and even nervous when I am trying to make a new friend. Most of the time, I wonder if they will even like me or if I will have anything in common with them. I also often wonder if I'll remember to know when to shut up when I'm talking. I learned that you can know when to do this by reading their body language. If someone is leaning towards me during the conversation, it's a pretty good sign that they're still interested in what I'm saying. If I have something in common with the person I'm talking to, then it's much easier for me to talk to them. What I've tried to do is ask my friends more about their life so that I can learn more about them and that way the conversation isn't so focused on me so much. I also try to ask them for feedback on how I'm doing with social cues so I can know how I've improved 
or if I have improved at all. This helps me know if what I'm doing is working or not. Another tip that is a good thing to do is to watch TV shows that you have seen before on mute, meaning with no volume, and try to only read the body language and see if you can do it accurately. You might want to do this with a neurotypical so you can ask them if you are doing it correctly. That way they can help you. I've done this with my parents and my brother and it's been helpful for me. It's also kind of been fun. Also, if you want more tips, I would try to use your auditory strengths in conversations, especially if you get nervous, as Benjamin suggests, in dating success strategies for using your strengths with NL NBLD. This article from the NBLD project, quote, Benjamin Meyer is a bilingual psychotherapist, excuse me, an executive functioning coach who specializes in working with young adults with NBLD and was inspired by his personal experience to help those that work with, to work with, to transition to the professional and social demands of adult life. I believe that each person is unique and that we are more than just our labels and diagnosis, end quote. Also from that article, quote, remembering what others say is a positive characteristic to bring into any dating situation and really focus on, focusing on what is being said can go a long way in making a good first impression. Young adults with NBLD can use their strong verbal and memory skills to good advantage. However, in today's online culture, the first impressions often start before the first date. Therefore, reading up about the work or recreational interests included in someone's profile before beginning to communicate online can go a long way towards making a good first impression, end quote. I think what Ben says is a good tip because it makes it easier for someone with NBLD because they get to use something that they are good at rather than try to be focused on their weakness or as I like to call them differences. It is important to work on your differences so you can try to make them become easier for you to do and maybe one day become a strength. If you keep working at it, who knows what you can do. The world is your oyster. Anything is possible if you set your mind to it. According to the book, A Special Kind of Brain, Jimmy didn't know how to respond properly in this situation. Quote, when he was in kindergarten and a classmate would begin to cry, the audible cue that a child was upset, he would respond by putting his face too close to the his classmate's face and repeatedly ask in an unusual voice, what's wrong? What's wrong? End quote. I too was prone at times to demonstrate repetitive behavior. When I was young and I really wanted something, I wouldn't ask my mom for it directly. Instead, I would keep saying, I love you, until she would finally ask me what I wanted. It worked every single time 
I just didn't know how to ask for what I wanted. I even laugh at this when I'm reading this, looking back now. I was probably afraid of her saying no if I came right out and asked for it, which is weird because she always said yes. I don't know why I was afraid of that. I remember that one time when I was little, I wanted a giant stuffed snow leopard and I didn't know how to ask for it. So I kept saying to my mom, I love you. I love you. I love you. Until she asked me what I wanted. Then I pointed at the, at the leopard and it worked. I went home with it and was one happy little girl because I had another stuffed animal to add to my ever growing collection. I had over 100 at one point. And in case you're wondering, I don't have over 100 now. I have about probably uh, 10. I just kept my favorites. I gave the rest away to Goodwill and to some children that needed them more than I did. So whether it's getting better at reading the social cues of when someone is starting to become disinterested in a conversation or we're having, or getting better at asking for what I want. As someone with NLD, none of this comes naturally to me. I still have to work at this. If you're someone with NLD and can relate to these kinds of social challenges, email me at livingwithnld at gmail.com. And if you have a social challenge or situation that you would like to tell me about, you can tell me in that email, or you can tell me on livingwithnld.com. I do have the podcast page set up as a blog, so you can comment on the episodes. And if you're living, if you're listening on Spotify, you can email me your answer at livingwithnld at gmail.com. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave the answer in a review, or you can sh shoot me an email if you would prefer for that. I know emails are more private than leaving your answer in a review. And in conclusion, I would like to hear from my audience. If you know individuals with NLD, I could re interview for this podcast. That would be helpful. What are you interested in learning about NLD? I know I'm not an expert, but I do know I have the living experience of having it. I would like you to practice journaling about your gifts and differences. Also see if there is a way that you can make that difference become easier for you to do than it originally was. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed learning some new things today. Bye. As I wrap up, there are some things I would like to share with you. I do have a website for this podcast. It is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook and Instagram page for this podcast. It is called Living with NLD. I will include the links for those in the description. In conclusion, I would like to hear from my audience. If you know individuals with NLD that I could interview for this podcast, please email me at livingwithnld@gmail.com. What are you interested in learning about NLD? I know I'm not an expert, but I do know I have the living experience of having it. I would like you to practice journaling about your gifts and differences. Also see if there is a way that you can make that difference become easier for you to do than it originally was. Thank you for listening today, and please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to it. Thank you. Bye.